Good evening. Bear with me for one second while I turn this mic on. It's my first uh, time of actually getting to use the mics that I recently set up, so it's kind of exciting. Is that too loud? I'll try not to hit it too many times, I promise. All right, so uh, tonight's lesson is uh, titled, When I Grow Up. Um, and uh, before we uh, dive in, into the scriptures tonight, um, when thinking about uh, the scriptures and, and this uh, specific title, um, I had a kind of a Kristen moment when a song actually like popped into my head. Um, there's, a, there's a Pussycat uh, Dolls song, it's called When I Grow Up. And the chorus goes something like this. When I grow up, I want to be famous. I want to be a star. I want to be in movies. When I grow up, I want to see the world, drive nice cars. I want to have groupies. When I grow up, I want to be on TV. People know me, be on magazines. We all want to grow up. Um, that, that's something that's common to, to each and every one of us. We all want to make a name for ourselves. Um, but a, a, lot of t uh, a lot of the time, it's just the easy life that we really want. We don't necessarily want to go through and have all of the responsibilities that come with growing up. Um, but along this path, uh, what we do is we spend so many years in school just to apply for more school like some of y'all are doing now. Maybe you've chosen uh, where you're going to go um, to apply for a job and hopefully someday uh, we'll, we'll make a career out of that and have nice cars and groupies and who knows what else. Um, but a lot of, uh, when growing up, we just want to be grown up. We don't want to put in the work to necessarily get there. None of us necessarily love going to school and all of the homework and tests and things that come with it. I wouldn't let my parents say the word test or school in the middle of the summer. Um, those were considered bad words, like all the other bad words that you're not allowed to say. Um, but we, uh, we have a goal to make it and to make someone proud. Um, but sometimes when it comes to our spiritual maturity and our spiritual growth, uh, we think it's going to be so much easier. Um, sometimes we ask ourselves, um, do we really want to grow up? Do we really want the responsibility of being spiritually mature? Um, do, we wanna, uh, do we want to grow up and take on more and more responsibility? Um, Peter Pan even argued uh, with, his, uh, with Wendy's mother about not wanting to grow up. There's even the Toys R Us jingle that says, I don't want to grow up, I'm a Toys R Us kid. There's a million toys at Toys R Us that I can play with, I don't want to grow up, I'm a Toys R Us kid. They've got the best for so much less, I guess they throw in some little advertising in here too. You'll really flip your lid from bikes to trains to video games, it's the biggest toy store there is. I don't want to grow up, because if I did, I couldn't be a Toys R Us kid. I don't want to grow up, don't want to grow up, I want to be a Toys R Us kid. Sometimes it's really, really tempting to follow these approaches to, uh, to our lives. It's tempting to truly be carefree, to not have responsibility. Everyone likes the idea of being grown up, but just not paying the bills. To ha live the good life, but not put in the work. So as a Christian, uh, wouldn't it be so much easier to just only come to church, to sing along to the songs that you know, never learn a new one, um, hopefully they only sing the songs that you know so you don't have to learn anything else. To never offer your services, just to sit back, to relax, to only go through the motions. Um, 
if that were uh, been my, that would have been way easier for me tonight to not get up to preach. Um, to make excuses about how preaching is literally my least favorite service to God. Um, I would much rather be leading singing, uh, serving at the table, um, doing all the games and everything earlier. This is literally something that gives me anxiety to do, is to get up here and to talk in front of you. But I wanted to show you tonight to stand here before you to encourage you to mature in your faith, to show you that it's not always easy, but you have to continue to grow. So tonight, I want to make three points. First, I want to look at uh, spiritual maturity. It doesn't always happen automatically. Spiritual maturity won't uh, happen without work. And finally, spiritually, spiritual maturity doesn't happen quickly. So spiritual maturity doesn't happen automatically. Just because you're here tonight does not mean you're about 5% closer to being actually spiritually mature. You can't go through and fill in another like bubble in the growth chart that says, yes, I made it I'm that much closer to being spiritually mature. It doesn't work like that. Um, if we turn to the book of Hebrews, uh, we can look, about, uh, look um, through an example of that spiritual maturity. So if you turn to the book of Hebrews, Chapter 5, and verses 11 through 14. Hebrews chapter 5, verses 11 through 14. We have much to say about this, but it's hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand. In fact, through by this time, you ought to be teachers. So already, by this time, you ought to have already been teachers. You need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. So we see in this passage uh, from the writer of Hebrews that believer, the believers in this time uh, that were being addressed here should have been so much further along. They should not have been needing that spiritual milk anymore, but they should have been moving on to solid foods. They should have grown more. They should have been able to start teaching others. Um, and he specifically asked them, how are you not further along? It's because they had stopped trying to understand. So spiritual maturity does not happen automatically. We have to try. We have to try to understand. But we also need to be fed at the age that we are. If I tried to feed my five-month-old uh, Logan, that's uh, now rocking in the back, uh, if I was to try to feed him a steak tonight, he would have had no idea what to do with it. Um, in fact, uh, just uh, last night, we tried to bottle feed him again. We had kind of been slacking on that. And he just screams his head off because he's like, I don't know what to do with a bottle anymore. Uh, he would not take a bottle from me. Um, he had to go back to Kristen. Um, so he would actually be upset. He really just wants his milk. Um, so we need to, we need to take in um, the, the scriptures and the manner and the age and the maturity that we are. How many of you uh, growing up had a place in your house where, where, you, where you measured yourself? Show of hands. 
not everyone does that. I guess I didn't really do that. So, um, how many of us? Uh, the, the, the typical growth pattern is is, is you kind of con continue to go up. But what if all of a sudden, like, you just stopped? But like, not stopped because you actually reached average person height, but you you stopped really low, or all of a sudden. You reached like 13 and you started going back down. Um, how many of you would uh, raise, raise your hand and be like, Mom, I think we need to go to the doctor? Or your parents would have been like, Let's go to the doctor, let's go to the doctor, something is wrong. Um, we need to examine ourselves to make sure that we are spiritually maturing. We can't be taking steps back. We need to make sure that we're continuing in our growth. We need to uh, continue to grow each and every day. And where do we get uh, um, a way to examine ourselves? Where do we get our prescriptions? In 2 Timothy um, chapter 3, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17 reads, All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So we need to examine the scriptures continuously. Um, and I encourage you to examine this sermon as well and the scriptures that I'm pointing out um, to verify and fact check that everything that I'm saying tonight aligns with the scriptures. Don't just take my word for it. Don't take someone else's word for it, but examine it for yourself. Um, you have the Bible. So that's our sword, and we should be examining it daily. Next, let's look at a speech. Spiritual maturity won't happen without work. And to look at this, let's, uh, let's start with the, the basics in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. I know it's a long uh, passage, but um, if you bear with me, uh, I, think it's, I think it has a lot of greatness in it. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 through 10 says, Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk so that uh, by it you may grow up in your salvation now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in the scriptures it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts him will never be put to shame. Now to you who believe, the stone is precious, but those who, uh, to those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. And a stone that, uh, that causes people to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message, uh, which is also what they were destined for. But you are a chosen peace, people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. So in our, the beginning of our Christian lives, we're supposed to walk like newborn babies. We need the basics. Uh, we need to start with the basics. Uh, we need to start with milk. When my son uh, Logan is hungry and looking for milk, he gets hangry. 
uh, for those of you who don't know, that's a combination of being really, really hungry and really, really angry. Um, and there's nothing but milk that can calm him. So, and we're called in the scriptures to crave pure spiritual milk. We're called to drink that spiritual milk in order to grow. So we need to start getting hangry when we're not uh, fed spiritually. We need to get hangry uh, when we cannot read our Bible enough. And we need to get hangry when we cannot make it to church. But we've got to start somewhere. Um, and we've we got to start um, with that milk. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1-4, through 4, it says, But I, brothers, cannot address you as spiritual people, but as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ, I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you are not ready for it. And even now, you are not ready, uh, for you are still of the flesh. For while there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not of the flesh and behaving only in a human way? For one of you says, I follow Paul, and another, uh, I follow Apollos. Um, you are, are you not being merely human? And if you turn over to uh, chapter 13 and verse 11, it says, When I was a child, I spoke uh, like a child. I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up my childish ways. So we, um, as early Christians, need to start somewhere. Um, we need to start with the basics. How many of you uh, would have liked to start out by learning calculus before you learned addition? That would be kind of difficult. Uh, given a novel to read before you learn the alphabets. Um, starting your first uh, NBA game before you learned how to dribble. Um, we need to be fed the Bible at the appropriate level. We need to be um, in a Bible class, in a setting uh, where we're growing. And if you're not, please make sure to talk to uh, folks at your congregation to make sure you're being a sped, uh, fed spiritually in the manner that you should be. We shouldn't be getting solid food when we still need milk. Um, so there's seven things uh, I would like to kind of point out quickly in, in order for us to grow. In order to grow first, we need to, to eat. So we need to be able to read the Bible. Uh, in Psalm 119, 105, it says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light into my path. We need, we need to first be able to, um, to eat in, in order to grow. We also need to, um, in order to grow, we need to breathe. So we need, to, we need to pray. We need to um, talk to God. In order to grow, we need good spiritual hygiene. We need to um, recognize and continue to confess our sins. We need to examine ourselves and make sure we're um, continuing to be spiritually clean. In order to grow, we need a caring family. We need, we need to have this fellowship, the brothers and sisters in Christ that you have today, the, the relationships we form in TWA. We need to be able to share with each other to be able to grow. In order to grow, we need regular exercise. So we need to have the service and works um, to show our faith. Um, in Luke 14, 27, it says, And whoever does not carry their cross um, and follow me cannot be my disciple. In Luke 9 and 23, it says, Then he, uh, he said to them all, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. So we, we really need to, to be doing service, to pick up our cross um, and follow him. Number six, in order to grow, we need protection from temptation. Um, back when we read Hebrews, it said, but solid uh, food is for the mature, by, uh, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. 
So we need to make sure that we can distinguish good and evil so we can um, have the protection from temptation. And finally, number seven, in order to grow, we need to give. We need to have good stewardship. So as we read a moment ago in uh, 1 Peter chapter two, uh, chapter 2, we have this gift of mercy. We are a people of God. It's with these things in mind, we should continue to strive to rid ourselves of all malice and of all deceit, hypocrisy, and being slandered. Um, we come to Jesus, our living stone, our living example of what it means to be spiritually mature. He has laid a foundation for each and every one of us that it's spelled out in the Bible. And we are supposed to be able to align ourselves with him, uh, the cornerstone. Um, for those teens in the audience, who remembers going to Winterfest and seeing the George W. Bush uh, like look-alike up on stage? I really thought for a second it was George Bush up on stage. There was this guy that dressed the part, had the face of the part, spoke like him um, to the point where you were sitting there looking at the Jumbotron trying, and like, is that, is that really him? Like, did, did they get him to come? And one of the things that he talks about through the example is he continued to go through and just watch video after video after video of George Bush. He read his book so he would understand how he talks, uh, how he speaks. He would ask his family to help examine him and to correct him to make sure that his impersonations matched as, as well as they possibly could. He looked at himself in the mirror on a daily basis and talked into that mirror to make sure that when he looked in the mirror, he saw George W. Bush. We need to do that same thing with ourselves today. We need to make sure that we're aligning ourselves with Jesus, our cornerstone. We need to be looking at ourselves in the mirror and having those around us help us align ourselves more with Christ. We need to help, like, be looking at the Bible and look, be looking at his word each and every day so that we, we can align ourselves so that we um, are, are Christ in someone else's lives. As this cornerstone, with Jesus being our cornerstone, uh, a cornerstone is really uh, what it sounds. It's, it's, it's the edge stone of a building. It's the cornerstone of a building. But the places that you don't see a cornerstone is like twisted and turned off, like in the middle of the path. Uh, a cornerstone really starts the direction of how a building is, is, is to be laid. Um, it, it's, it's something to be built upon. We find ourselves um, called... Uh, to be built upon his cornerstone. We are supposed to be like uh, those living stones, uh, built with him, aligned with him. We can't, we can't, can't be going our, our, our separate ways. Um, so likewise, as, as Christ is our example, we need to align ourselves with him. It read in 1 Peter 2, it says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who calls you out of darkness into his wonderful light. God's special possession. How special is that to each and every one of us? We're called God's special possession. We're not just called the people, but we're his special possession. We need to act like we were chosen. We need to act like uh, we're with God. Um, so in Hebrews 6 and verse 1, it says, Therefore, leaving the elementary teaching about Christ, let us press on to spiritual maturity. Let us continue to try to grow with him and align ourselves with him. But spiritual maturity doesn't happen uh, quickly. Um, 
either. So don't be discouraged along the way. This takes time. There are no shortcuts on, on the road to spiritual maturity. In Ephesians 4, uh, verses 11 through 16, it reads, And he himself gave some, some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, uh, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of, of the knowledge of the Son of, of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of, all, of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning um, craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things, and to him who is the head, Christ, from the, whom the whole body, joined and knit together by every joint, supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share, uh, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself and love. So, to wrap that all up, we're all given different spiritual gifts, and together, we need to be um, lifting each other up. We need to be helping each other mature because we can't do this alone uh, and it definitely doesn't happen quickly. So um, I really wanted, uh, if I was more uh, clever and crafty, I was going to try to create my own lyrics to when I grow up, but I don't have that much talent. So um, I like to put things a little bit uh, differently and I like to continue to challenge us um, so let us put our minds to our spiritual growth. Let us crave spiritual milk. Let us read our Bible daily. Let us continue to seek him daily. And let us pray for, for, uh, for spiritual maturity. I hope that these words uh, tonight touched your heart just like they uh, touched mine as I, as I was preparing. I pray that we can have, um, all avoid the approach of Peter Pan not wanting to grow up. Uh, but continue to grow uh, spiritually daily. I pray that each of you can reach out to someone that's in your lives and to help them in that journey. If you're not a Christian uh, tonight and you need to take that first step to becoming a Christian, we encourage you to do that, to put on Christ in baptism and begin that journey um, towards being spiritually mature and being Christ-like. If you've stopped growing somewhere along the way, if you've hit a roadblock, um, and need our prayers to be able to get back on track. Um, if you need anything from tonight, let us know as we stand and sing.